won't believe what my husband said this time. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up? What's up? It's been a minute. It has. It has, and it's good to be back. I must say, chocolate and all. A chocolate, and this time we're doing a little bit of champagne. Yeah, clink of the clink. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so why have we been off the air for a few weeks? What's been going on with you? Oh, my gosh. Well, me. Well, yeah, there's been a lot going on, actually. You're like, me? What about you? Me? Why, why, why me? <laughs> no, I, I was actually in Virginia at an intensive. It was amazing. It was a, a course that I did for my counseling career. And it was intense. It was intense. <laughs> it was intense. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of different kinds of theories from structural to strategic to narrative to cognitive behavioral therapy. You name it, we did it. And it was super awesome. And so everything that you talked about or learned in your intensive, it's going to benefit this podcast, right? I certainly hope I so. I hope so too. Pe- yeah. People out there listening, you're getting like free therapy in yeah, this so- podcast. I hope you understand the benefits. That's right. And and that's actually, you know, kind of a good segue for what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Well, um, just real quick, the last few weeks, what have I been up to? Yeah, yeah. what have you been up to? Well, I've missed you. I've missed you too. Um, well, I don't know if you know this or you know this, but our, our listeners don't. I, I am a, an officiant. I'm a, a wedding officiant. Yeah. And so I've married quite a few. Cu- <laughs> Ironically, I've married quite a few couples. I love that. How appropriate. Few, yes. Nonsense. Without cynicism, I have married quite a few couples these last few weeks. I wish them very well. And uh, just been getting my funny on, you know, done a few warm-up gigs and working at our mutual job that we have. So, you know, we've been keeping busy. You have been. Yeah, but this, this is the last time I hope that we let such a gap grow between episodes because we have a lot to talk about all the time. We sure do. I know. We are the gappers and we have a plethora of information we to share. Do. So welcome listeners to Girl, You Won't, won't Believe What My Husband Said This Time. time. So just in case you <laughs> forgot, my name is Stacy Newsom. I'm Dr. Madeline Lee. And she's she's got the degrees and I got the funny. She's funny, too. I'm funny, too. I'm funny degree-like. Yes, I I have degrees, too, just not in in counseling. That's right. That's right. I've got a a degree that's in theater, my undergraduate, theater and speech and music. Yes, but the the most important degree in regards to this podcast is... Marriage and family therapy. right. Yeah, which is is awesome. And, And so that... And by the way, I think it's really appropriate that you marry couples, because hopefully they have done some premarital counseling. Do you I, ever know that in I advance? Hope, you know what? I never do. That's not my place to ask them because I'm not, um, I guess I'm not in a position to counsel anyone. Mm-hmm. But I stand there and I think to myself, boy, I hope this sticks. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's what we want to talk about today mm-hmm. is the benefits of counseling. Yes. Does premarital and marital counseling work? And what the reports say Yes, in that. Okay, so the Reader's Digest version, just in your opinion, does premarital counseling work? Yes or no? In, in mine? Mm-hmm. In my opinion? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I've seen it full on. I've seen marriages grow. And um, I will say that conflicted couples who mm-hmm. come in who are, I guess, on the brink of 
a divorce. Well, premarital. We're talking premarital oh, counseling. Premarital. Yeah, this premarital oh, pre- counseling. Oh, premarital is amazing mm-hmm. because it opens the door to what kind of personality you're getting into, mm-hmm. what that person represents, what the character is like. We talk about gender roles. Mm. There's so many times that people are uncertain of their role in the home. They don't even think about it before they get, yeah. get, get into a marriage. Wow. That's huge right there. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I wish I had considered with Babe before mm. we got married. It didn't even occur to me that we should have sought counseling, Christian counseling or otherwise. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, if you would have, what would it have looked like? What do you Ooh, think? In hindsight. Oh, wow. Ah, that's a very good question because there are a lot of factors in this. Number one would have been knowing him how I know him now. I I question whether he would have agreed to premarital counseling. Oh. However, because he was highly motivated to become a married person, mm-hmm. because we've talked about his visa situation, right? Yes. How it came up unexpectedly. And we had been dating for a little while, but I feel like we rushed just so that, you know, he wouldn't have to like leave the relationship. Yes. So we rushed into the So there the was marriage. a time frame. There, there was. was a time frame. So I wonder if he, knowing that he was that motivated, would he have done it? So I don't know. There's, there are some factors that I really can't account for mm-hmm. right now, but I think it would have helped both of us mm-hmm. at that time define what our expectations were exactly. going to be. Exactly. And and do we need to raise the bar or maybe even lower some Mm -hmm. of our expectations and be more realistic? I mean, that may have to come into play for some people, too. Yeah, because let me tell you, some of the biggest problems that we've encountered throughout our relationship has been... You know, there's an age difference between us. There's mm-hmm. an age gap. 11 years, I believe. <laughs> Me older than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 28. He's, you know, 19. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> Just a pup. Yeah, just, he's just a pup. pup. And um, I feel like I'm straddling that generation where, you know, I want to be an independent woman. All the women independent. <laughs> throw your hands up <laughs> Yes. But then it's like, because I grew up with my grandparents, Mm -hmm. you know, since Mm -hmm. the day I came from home home from the hospital, that's been what's modeled to me as well. You know, that the man goes out and, you know, makes a living for his family and takes care of his family, regardless of Mm -hmm. what, you know, everybody's taken care of because of the man's effort. And he's like really the guiding force in the family. Mm hmm. Mind you, my grandmother didn't work because she had five kids to raise, plus me makes six, so Mm -hmm. she didn't have time to get out and get a job. (laughs) I bet not. But that's what I saw. I saw my grandfather, you know, being... That was the model. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, but But then again, I saw my aunts and uncles, you know... That was the model for some of them. But then I have a couple of aunts who became divorced who, you know, they became the breadwinner mm-hmm. and the leader of their family. And then I have another aunt who she was single all the way up till she was 40 or 41 years old and took care of herself very well. Mm-hmm. She was a boss lady. Oh. So I saw that, too. So I guess I had a lot of. She conf- saw all of it. I did. Which can be conflicting. Don't you think? It was conflicting, but not consciously conflicting. Yeah. I didn't go into this going, oh, gee, which kind of woman do I want to be? Because, you know, up until I got married, I'd been, you know, surviving on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, thriving sometimes, but mostly surviving, but taking 
taking care of myself, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a really difficult world right now for women in particular because we want to be maternal. We want to be moms. Mm-hmm. We want to be homemakers to us in a sense. Yeah. But at the same time, we want the opportunities that men have and we want opportunities outside of the home also but we don't want it all tacked on to us because that's what I'm seeing so many of my clients Mm -hmm. they're they're over they're completely overwhelmed yeah and I'm talking about my female clients right because they're moms they take care of the household they Mm -hmm. take care of everything within the home because they feel like that's their duty and job but then they have an outside job too we're talking about you aren't we Maddie Hmm. I guess we are. Yes, we are. Girl. We are. You do it all. And it is really confusing. It is I'm super give confusing. You kudos while I'm chewing on M&M's. I'm going to give you kudos <laughs> because I only have a window into how hard you work Aww. to raise your children and keep your household running. Aww. And you essentially make all of the, the decisions, you know, like when it comes down to the details, you are the engine that keeps your house running. So nice. And no, it's true. Plus all of your other responsibilities with your patients and, you know, with your other job duties that you have. I don't even know how Thank you have you. time to breathe. Thank you. I really you. don't. Well, I appreciate that. That's really sweet of you. And it, and it is hard. And sometimes it makes me mad. I get, I have to check myself because yeah. I get really angry, which we have talked about is a mm-hmm. secondary emotion and mm-hmm. usually there's something underneath it which for me may be a little bit of sadness and depression like it's too much it's yeah. just too much well I mean the fact that you even have time to do this podcast I'm just like amazed I'm so happy to do this podcast. <laughs> it's so awesome doing this with yeah. you and I do hope that we are in some even if it's a small way helping other people yeah I hope so too you know I think our three listeners are probably getting something I, out of this oh we're up to three <laughs> I think we oh, are thank yes god I thought we were two I'm so happy that happened while I was gone <laughs> girl things change when you leave town girl um, you know that's right <laughs> so yeah so I, back to what we were talking about expectations mm-hmm. so I came into our marriage not really thinking about you know, what my gender role was going to be. I guess I just assumed that I was going to keep being a boss lady, mm-hmm. but, but then, you know, letting him take care of me when he wanted to take care of, you know what I'm saying? I do. And I do. He comes into the relationship having seen in his house, his mom being the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So he had a model of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and we, we generally really, I think you said this subconsciously, take in that we mm-hmm. may not even be aware of it mm-hmm. but some it's it's in in our inner being yeah it's in there so we've had a lot of conflicts over the years over what my role is and what his role is because I believe a lot of I don't believe I know a lot of our financial strife has been that in his mind, I'm not bringing in enough money because I'm not working hard enough. Mm. And when we were talking about starting a family and we were going to have to do it, you know, in vitro, mm-hmm. and we were talking about, well, how are we going to finance this? Mm-hmm. It was always for him. Well, how are you going to pay for that? Oh, it's wow. Like, well, this is going to be our baby. Yeah. So how are we going to pay for we, this? Uh-huh. Yeah. So how much of that do you think is because of where you guys live in Southern California, because there is a pressure, financial pressure here that we have that 
other states don't and other regions of California perhaps don't. As far as the living expenses? Yeah, just living the cost of living. Oh, probably a lot. And two people having, almost having to work yeah. in order to provide for a household. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, it doesn't lend itself to one person yeah. working if you have a standard of living. It yeah. just doesn't. I know. And here's the thing. I didn't go into the relationship expecting to be taken care of, but I wanted to know that I would be if need be. Okay. So you wanted that safety. I did. There's nothing wrong with that. And that is psychology textbook. That's psychology 101. Yeah. Right there. A woman needs and wants to feel safe. Yes. A man wants to be respected. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the little the little birdies, the little mama birdies in the nests, mm-hmm. they've got it. They've got the right feeling. They yeah. want their nest. They mm-hmm. need that little safety. Mm-hmm. W- women do primarily as well. Yeah. So I mean, I've never not wanted to like not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. there have been times when I couldn't because, you know, I've had a couple of health issues over the years, you know, that required me to not be able to work for a few weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And it was in those moments that I just didn't feel safe. Sure. Because I'm like, I'm not being taken care of here. And and I feel like if we had sought counseling prior to us getting married, we could have really have defined, you know, what what this was going to look like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it possibly could have helped. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to point out, and this is important for people to know, is that a therapist, a, can, a couple's marriage therapist, is not there to fix mm-hmm. the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's almost more a coaching mm-hmm. of... In, in an observation of the patterns, the destructive and hurtful patterns that are taking place in a marriage. Most couples will come in and say, oh, can you help us with our communication? Well, that's normally not the real issue. Mm. It's not the real issue. There's so much below that. Now, it escalates to that. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you an example. You know, Let's say that there is a man who has, and this is completely made up. Um, let's say there's someone who has severe abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they get married to a very, um, let's just say, very practical, pragmatic woman who um, has a lot going on and has a career. And has stuff she's got to do. And she's not going to be there all the time. Right. You know, that may make the husband fearful right. a little bit and feel abandoned. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you've got the cycle of, okay, I feel abandoned. You're all pragmatic and practical and away. So therefore, I'm going to shut down because I don't trust you anymore. And then... The wife, and this is all hypothetical, might completely be passive as well because there's the shutdown. Mm. So I only bring that to light because communication is not usually the issue. Mm. And that's why you have to delve into the soul, the psyche, the family of origin, just like you were telling me about the way you were raised and what you saw with the gender roles Mm -hmm. and babe, the gender roles. That all plays a role Mm -hmm. in the pattern, the destructive pattern that's taking place. Right. Unless that is observed and understood by the therapist and brought to light, 
you can communicate till the cows come home. Right. But it's not going to change anything. Now, did you and Honey seek counseling prior to you guys getting married? I am so ashamed to say that we did not. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. We did not. We did not do premarital. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was based on the fact that where we met Mm -hmm. at the time, and we met outside of the country. Yeah. And um, it just, the timing didn't lend itself to that. However, when we got married, I'd say within the first year, year and a half of our marriage, we went to counseling. And like all the couples I see, we're communication. Yeah. But what was interesting for us is it was so much about culture. Oh, interesting. Because honey is from Eastern Europe. Yeah. The way they communicate Mm -hmm. is completely different. The way they think in terms of women Mm -hmm. is completely different. Yeah. Um, so we had to like talk about that stuff and we really hadn't. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, babe, same Eastern European and communication is a huge issue in our relationship as well. But you sought counseling to help you with your issues. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and I will say that unless someone wants to come to counseling, they shouldn't come. Mm -hmm. Now, how did honey feel about going to counseling? He was happy about it. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing cartwheels. Yeah. And, you know, thrilled. Yeah. But if it strengthened our marriage, he wanted it. Mm. And I and I applauded that because especially someone from his region, that is, there is such a stigma around it to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. Now, California is different. Right, right. I think most people, almost every person you pass on the street has a therapist. Yeah. You know, Eastern Europe, no. <laughs> so I really applauded him for going wow now see a lot of the issues that babe has with counseling is that he won't go (laughs) under Mm -hmm. no and under any circumstance have i found yet that he will go to counseling Mm -hmm. and he says it's because he doesn't want to tell his personal business to strangers Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't he and and you know it's not just with a counselor i see that across the board with him i Mm -hmm. see that he doesn't really talk about his personal life with friends close Mm -hmm. friends you know he's not on social media so he doesn't you know post Mm -hmm. vague (laughs) personal issues on you know his Facebook page like everybody else does Mm -hmm. he just doesn't like to share those parts of himself with people outside of himself he won't talk to his parents about it you know he just keeps everything just so hidden away therefore that signals to me there's some major trust issues he has Mm -hmm. deep down Mm -hmm. he's not sharing with anybody not even with me i mean Mm -hmm. the only thing he'll share with me is that he won't go to counseling because he won't tell a stranger his his personal problems however Mm -hmm. do you remember maddie I don't know. Maybe a year ago now, I told you that we were being considered for a reality show. Mm-hmm, yes. That involved couples counseling. Yes. And to the audition process for this reality show <laughs> was that we had to go and talk to strangers, not therapists, by the way. They were producers and tell them our personal issues. And he was so open with these people who don't have degrees. They were producers and he was willing to just spill it all about our relationship yeah well let's let's talk about the motivating factor and so I'm like well if we don't get picked for this show I'm like I feel like 
you know, maybe we've opened a door now for you to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to therapy and tell people my business. And I'm like, you just told total strangers who aren't even therapists your business. Wow. Well, they're going to pay us for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so his personal need was being met. Yes. Yeah. So the, so there's that big motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and, and also from that, what you were describing to me about Babe, it's really hard for him to get vulnerable. Mm-hmm with people so my question is what happened what where was that trust broken in his life because that that happened because he can't open up with people he can't go to that vulnerable place yeah um which is hard to do you have to feel really comfortable and really at ease and safe but usually usually people will have at least one person that they can do that with yeah yeah you know i mean he will open up to me to a point, you know, and I have to pull it out of him. Mm -hmm. He will if I pull it out of him, Mm -hmm. you know, and even then it's like, it's with a lot of stress and anger about having to talk about our issues. He hates talking about what he's feeling. Mm. And I feel like, I feel like he tricked me because when we were dating, we watched the color purple together and he cried and I'm like, Oh, this is a sensitive man. (laughs) And, and perhaps he is in his own way. He is. I will, I will say he is in his own way, but I I hadn't seen him cry since. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. But you know, if you guys came to me for couples counseling, um, and, and I assessed him and, and saw these things that you are talking about, I would right away say, you know, you need to seek individual counseling first. Yeah. Because we've got to know ourselves and be mm-hmm. vulnerable to self before we can ever be vulnerable with a partner. I don't know what it would take for him to do that because I've suggested, I've even told him that you suggested mm. he'd, he'd seek individual counseling. And he said, she crazy. He says the same thing. I told people my personal business. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And you know, he's not, the journey's not over. Yeah. And as you said, he's younger than you are. He's, he's 12. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm saying there is hope. Yeah. And I believe in transformation. Mm-hmm. Like there's no tomorrow. I do too. I really do. Now that being said, and I don't want to mislead our listeners, there are people and couples who come who are deeply conflicted and they have truly come to the point of understanding that there is so much that doesn't work for them mm-hmm. as a duo, yeah. as a married couple, that they've used that space to end it yeah mm. and and i have have seen less of that than people working towards the transformation in their marriage and their growth in their marriage and that may be because i do work at a christian counseling center yeah but that does happen and there are some situations where it really needs to happen yeah well i read somewhere that by the time a couple actually gets to therapy they're about two years past needing it and one of them's already made up their mind anyway that it's over and that absolutely (laughs) you're you're right that because that's usually what brings them Mm -hmm. is they've tried everything yeah and this is their last resort yeah now in our situation we went because I've always been so intrigued and in love with communications and therapy. Right. And so when we went, we weren't conflicted. Okay. We were having some cultural uh, dissonance. Yeah. I mean, we were like, I was like, huh? 
you really think that way? And he's like, really? You know, so he was trying to assimilate into America. Yeah. And I was trying to not remove everything he is from his country while at the same time helping him understand that some of those cultural ideas are not mine. Right. So we needed some assistance and help. So we weren't in that deeply conflicted state when we went Mm -hmm. to counseling. Okay. Now, I will say our experience with counseling has been different with a couple different therapists because when we moved we we changed therapists and it was interesting because you know honey does not like to read which breaks my heart babe oh (laughs) is that an eastern european thing i think it might be because i was heartbroken they don't read no i don't know what it is But it, it is heartbroken because the world of reading, I can't imagine not reading yeah. and what I've learned through through books. So when you say he doesn't like to read, he doesn't like to read books, he doesn't like to read newspapers, what what exactly do you mean? He does like to read magazines. Yeah. Because I think those are very flashy and picturesque. Yeah. And colorful. You know, it's 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 almost because of it's a attention thing. Yeah. You know, you can do it quickly. Right. A book you have to deeply focus and absorb yourself into it. Yes. And Babe is the same. Can I tell you that uh, a couple of weeks ago, Babe got some very important papers, mm-hmm. some very important legal papers in the mail, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't read it. Oh, my gosh. I had to read that stuff to him. I'm like, no, this you need to, you need to understand this specific portion here. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't read it. He's like, I don't have time to read that. I'm like, what? I had to read it to him. Oh, well, now that I know that, I'm going to take something over there and have him sign away his $5 billion <laughs> to me and because he won't read it. And I'll I just know. ask his signature. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so frustrating. It it's is. It's so frustrating. It, it, it truly is. And not just the reading for information, but mm-hmm. reading for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he gets so, oh, we've had arguments over this. I will occasionally go and buy an actual book, mm-hmm. you know, from a bookstore or order through Amazon, and I'll read it, and then I'll put it on the shelf, and he'll make remarks like, <laughs> he'll make remarks like, people only have books on the shelves to show off. Oh, no. <laughs> to make you look smart. Oh. I'm like, I have read every book that's on this shelf. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he used to like to read. He used to like to read plays when he was into playwriting. Mm-hmm. And he used to like to read screenplays and stuff, but he just, I don't know. He's just, his joy for everything just seems to have dissipated over the last, since we married. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. But when you were saying that, that's the word that came to mind was joy. The joy has just been like, I know, thrill's gone. Thrill's gone. But that's that's really, really sad. But but I, I brought up the reading because when we went to the one therapist, she had assigned a book for him to read Uh and she wanted to talk to him about it. Not the whole book even. I think she said a couple (laughs) chapters. Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. Like through the whole thing, it was a joke because every session he would come and I felt like his mommy, you know, oh, he hasn't read his book. He hasn't read his (laughs) chapter. It felt horrible. Isn't it embarrassing? It's embarrassing. But having lived that, And now as a therapist, I have to say, I ask my clients, 
are you a reader? Is this mm. something that resonates with you? Yeah. Just because that's my method. Yeah. It's not everybody's method. <laughs> so I do that differently. And I learned that by that whole experience. <laughs> Gosh. So do you and Honey still do couples counseling? We don't. We don't. And would I like to? Yeah, probably yeah. I would like to. Do you think you need to at this point? Do you think it would help your issues? I'm a firm believer that therapy is for everyone. I think it's a safe holding space where you can, if you have the right therapist, Uh where you can truly talk about things that you don't talk about in the home. Yeah. Everybody except me and babe, we're like a lost cause, right? I don't want to ever say lost cause, but I think it's healthy. I think it's just a really healthy, healthy thing to do. But you have to believe it's healthy. Yeah. Because he doesn't believe it's healthy. Then it wouldn't work for him. Yeah. Then it would be a waste of his time, a waste of his money. You'd grow frustrated. Yeah. You'd be bummed. So it would, and and it would be more damaging than good. Yeah. More damaging than good. Do you think Honey would talk to Babe and say, hey, this is what I got out of therapy? (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know. (laughs) That would require Babe to actually talk to him about his problems. Yes, it would. And that, therein lies the problem. Yep, yep. Well, is there anything you wanted to add to our topic of whether therapy is is, uh, beneficial to couples? Well, I was going to say that um, John Gottman, who most therapists know and have done a lot of reading on, claims that the average couple that enters marriage counseling has experienced marital difficulties for over six years. So that's pretty severe. Um, And it says it makes sense that the longer a couple waits to seek assistance, the more deeply entrenched the communication problems, thus making them more resistant to treatment. I agree with that. I mean, in, in what I've seen, and that's why I think it was good that Honey and I went to therapy um, and early on in our marriage mm-hmm. because we, we grabbed it right then and there right, with some severe cultural stuff. So, um, I, I, you know, you don't wait, you just go ahead and go, go to it. Yeah. And what's the harm? Try it. <laughs> if it helps, yay. And if it doesn't, you don't have to keep doing it. Yeah, that's. That's great advice. If only babe would take it. I know. (laughs) I know. But miracles do happen. (laughs) Awesome. Well, gosh, do you feel like we've covered this topic quite a bit? I I think so. I I think I just want to say for the listeners out there that I am a firm believer in therapy. I've seen. Oh, am I? Yes. And I've seen the growth that people make Mm -hmm. in therapy. And I, I just, I'm an advocate. And I hope, hope, hope that they'll give it a shot if they're thinking about it. Yeah. Even if you won't get paid for it. Right. <laughs> right. Even if producers aren't paying you to go on a reality show to talk about your personal business, do it anyway. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, Maddie, wow. It's been a great episode. Bye. I like that we talked about this today. Well, everybody, we will be back soon with Girl, You Won't, won't Believe What My Husband Said This Time.
She said.